Hello, Theologizers. Welcome to episode 28. I'm Brett, one half of the Theo Bros, here, as always, celebrating the Halloween season with my brother, Ben. How you doing, Benny boy? I'm doing great. I'm feeling like a Halloweeny. I'm feeling the uh, the spoopy times. Uh, I've been watching some good uh, horror stuff. I watched The uh, Lighthouse for the first time. My wife and I have been watching uh, The Haunting of Bly Manor, which has been pretty good so far. How about you, Brett? I want to see The Lighthouse. I've heard it's good, but I haven't, haven't seen it. I, um, I watched the first episode of Bly Manor, and I was, I was definitely digging it. I haven't uh, moved on into the, the other episodes yet, but I want to, want to keep, the, keep that ball rolling soon. Um, as far as other horror movies, I was watching a little bit of uh, the um, Winchester Mystery House movie that came out like a few years ago the other night. Um, I haven't heard watched... of that. You haven't heard of that one? No. Yeah, it was okay. It was okay. Um, and then I w- revisited a classic that I enjoyed, the Sinister movie. That's a really so. good movie. I watched um, The Exorcism of Emily Rose, which I had not watched before, but I've been wanting to for a long time. I haven't seen that um, one. It's very, very good. You, you should watch it. Um, Jennifer Carpenter from Dexter uh, plays Emily Rose. And it's interesting because it's a... It's a kind of fictionalized version of probably the most famous um, real-life exorcist story. Um, of uh, In real life, her name was Annalise Michelle. Uh, she's portrayed in more like a modern setting in America as, as Emily Rose in the movie. But Annalise was, I think she was from Germany. And she um, was possessed by multiple demons over a period of... I think of like two or three years or something like that in the early seventies, I believe. Um, and it was a very controversial case because she ended up dying um, after undergoing multiple exorcisms for years. And um, it actually went to trial because the priest involved um, was charged with, um, I think like negligent homicide or something like that. Um, and so that it's it's portrayed in a kind of fictionalized version in the movie, which is really interesting. That does sound interesting. I normally steer clear of the uh, exorcism movies. It's a little too real, but maybe maybe I'll give that one a watch at some point. Um, it's very well I, done because the way it's done is um, it takes place in like the court scene, basically, and the the investigation of like the defense lawyer and stuff and then it'll kind of like flash back to the the episodes and the, the progression of the exorcism um of emily um and as the defense lawyer is investigating things and then eventually in the courtroom so it's an interesting setup that's not really in other exorcism movies true that yeah i've heard i've heard it was good um maybe i'll maybe i'll, I'll watch that soon um Another movie I hadn't seen before that I watched recently, actually on a plane flight, was Doctor Sleep, the sequel to The Shining, and that was actually really good. I I enjoyed it. Yeah, I heard that was good. Um, I haven't mm-hmm. seen it yet, but obviously The Shining is uh, is one of the top three or so horror movies of all time. Well, so you I definitely need to see Doctor Sleep. It's good. I I, I know you'll enjoy it. Um, 
And then I also drove the uh, the road, the Going to the Sun Road in Glacier National Park, which is where the opening credit scene where the car is uh, driving up to the the Overlook Hotel was filmed. Oh, wow. That's so, iconic. Yep. Anyway, so we thought this episode, you know, we're doing the short format and um, we, we wanted to do something festive for Halloween because both Ben and I, we... We enjoy Halloween. We enjoy horror. Um, we did the Halloween episode. I don't even know if that was last year or the year before. I think it was two years ago. It was two years ago. That's hard to believe. Um, and for this episode, you know, we, we know that Halloween is a bit controversial in the Christian community. And, you know, there's differing opinions on is it okay to celebrate Halloween? Is it not okay? Should we just do like a fall festival instead at the church? Or, you know, what what should we be doing as Christians as far as our enjoyment and celebration of the Halloween holiday? And, you know, obviously, you know our opinions. We, we like Halloween and we are Christian. Um, but we know that there are others out there who share our faith that do not share our enthusiasm for Halloween um, and might argue that as Christians, we should not be celebrating Halloween, um, you know, as it relates to the faith being, you know, possible like evil origins and, you know, horror being of like Satan and the dark side and don't mess with that kind of mindset. But me and Ben, we were, we were talking earlier, you know, about this episode and we're like, you know, there's a reason that we enjoy Halloween and there's a reason tons of people around the world enjoy Halloween and enjoy horror and, you know, like, like that sort of thing and, and, and get a lot of joy from that. And you know what? I, we were like, you know what? It, it doesn't. There's a lot of it that it just doesn't come from a bad place. Like people enjoy the holiday for good reasons, and so we thought we'd just like do a quick explore of like why are people drawn to horror and scary things and Halloween? What it, what it's the appeal, and, and and is it bad? Like some Christians think, or is the actual desire? to have fun with it coming from an actual good place with, with because we're seeking out maybe some good qualities in it. Um, so we thought we'd do yeah. a quick discussion on that. Yeah. And so, but I don't want the discussion to detract from um, legitimate concerns with aspects of Halloween. I, you know, I don't think we should write off all the concerns because it is true that of course, you know, a lot of, stuff associated with the occult viewed in a kind of positive way um you know things like ouija boards and other practices like that that most people don't take seriously but some people do or are attracted in some way too and we're not trying to say that that's not bad i think it's yeah. very it's very clear that that's bad you know scripture and the entire christian tradition teaches us not to mess with <laughs> with that stuff you know, with trying to contact the dead and that there is a, a connection between the demonic, right, and um, ser being seriously involved um, in occult activity. So that's a kind of disclaimer <laughs> I think we should put out up front. 
Um, For sure. Yeah, but so one thing I was thinking of earlier when we were talking about this, Brett, that I think is has a positive aspect to it that's connected to what you were saying, which is in, I mean, Halloween is very much a kind of, as we know it, is a very like modern Western phenomenon, right? Um, it developed from different strands. There's a kind of uh, superficial version or a lot of myths associated with how Halloween developed. It actually didn't develop originally from occult practices. If anyone wants to look into the history of it, there are some good histories of it. But the point is that Halloween, as we know it, is a very modern Western phenomenon. And what's interesting, I think, about this holiday is that, A, it's not a religious holiday, right? But, B, it is a holiday that's centered around the supernatural in some sense. And in a modern setting, I think that's that's interesting because... You know, a lot of um, sociologists and philosophers, historians have talked about how in the modern age, right, the modern West, there's been a kind of uh, cultural uh, disenchantment, right, of the world, right? You know, people used to live in a world with a sense of the the presence of, of spiritual realities, spiritual entities, right? Um, whether, you know, God or demons or fairies or ghosts, you know, um, and that in the modern age, again, at least in the modern West, this is not the case in many other areas even today. There's been a kind of sense that while we can't really seriously believe in that stuff anymore, any reports of that sort of thing just aren't treated seriously, right, are just immediately written off. And so I think people's default sense of the world in the modern age is a kind of disenchanted one. So what's interesting about Halloween is that it's the one holiday that apart from a religious context is a kind of re-enchantment of the world, right? Everything associated with Halloween is associated with, right, ghosts, you know, demons, you know, mysterious spiritual realities that aren't part of our everyday world. And I think that those aspects of Halloween um, are part of why, especially in the modern West, people are really attracted to it because I think people feel like spiritually starved, right? They, they people don't naturally feel okay with a with an entirely disenchanted experience of the world. And so I think whether they choose to believe in spiritual realities or not, I think there's something deep within us right, that kind of intuitively desires or recognizes the validity of a greater spiritual world around us. And Halloween is a kind of atmosphere and a kind of excuse to, um, whether playfully or not, to kind of re-explore or refocus on, you know, the possibility, right, that there could be spiritual realities, you know, that are still there, um, that the world might actually have some enchantment about it. So what do you think of that, Brett? That's a good point. Um, yeah, I haven't really thought that about that. You know, we, we just thought of this topic, you know, it was just something I kind of thought off the top of my head was, you know, the, the, let's explore the reasons why people are drawn to it. Cause people clearly are drawn to Halloween, but I, I hadn't thought through, what exactly those reasons would be in detail but that 
that, that I mean, I think I agree with everything you said. Um, it, it's interesting that it, it, it is a uniquely Western holiday, right? And the West is uh, kind of associated with this more, at least in the modern era, this more kind of hyper, uh, you know, um, naturalistic, you know, materialistic kind of worldview deprived of the uh, spiritual and, and the religious increasingly as time goes on. Yet we have this great enthusiasm for this holiday that's just based, that is based almost exclusively around um, this, the, the spiritual, the, the mysterious, the enchanted. Um, and I think it is because we as a Western society and, are, are in a modern society are starved for these sort of things and i think the key word like you said man is in this enchantment the the world is is designed by god to be enchanting and part of that in, the enchantment is is the mystery of enchantment that it's it, enchantment means like the physical world around us is like blanketed with um something mysterious something outside the world but in the world it's like this play and that's what makes it mysterious is this play of uh something that is is a little bit beyond just the world in front of us but is infused in the world in front of us and that's exactly that sort of enchantment is exactly what halloween celebrates it's all about it might be it might be a darker version of that but it's all about that sort of the, the excitement of of the the potential mysteries that are that are surrounding us in this world that we don't quite know what they are but just exploring the the ideas of the, of those mysteries even if it's in a darker tone around around us it get, it, it gives a sense of excitement of adventure of of maybe something that we intuit as a as humans um and that's what makes it uh, makes us especially drawn to it because we intuit that that's there yeah i think you could almost think about it like a um it's almost like a collective social uh catharsis for 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 a secular society yes um yeah, I think I, I think another reason that we're drawn to Halloween also is this, apart from that that sort of spiritualized enchantment that it, it brings to the surface, is the um, escapism or, or 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 kind of getting in touch with the child in us, as far as like dressing up mm-hmm. and playing a different role, a different part, like kind of not being ourselves for a day, you know? Right. Um, becoming someone else. That sort of playfulness and um, escapism, I think, is deeply ingrained when we're children. And yet we don't, we're not able to exercise those muscles too much once we get to adulthood. We're, we're kind of taught to, to uh, suppress those and grow out of those yet halloween kind of gives everyone an excuse to kind of play if that makes mm-hmm. sense and like play dress up or like 
you know, be someone else for a day. And I think, I think if adults, I mean, of course, Halloween's for children and adults, but I think especially for the adult side of things, it gives adults a chance to kind of get in touch with their inner child, which I think is a good thing. And it allows the kids just to bask in who they are as children, you know, um, dress up in cool costumes and, you know, it just gives everyone kind of the, the allowance to, yeah, play a little bit, you know? Uh, yeah, I agree. Be someone else like, like play, make believe a little bit. It's okay. And I think people, the, the inner children, everyone kind of comes to the surface in that, you know, people love dressing up a child, kids and adults alike for Halloween. Yeah. So I, I just want everyone to know that uh, I, I think one year Brett dressed up as Aladdin. So I, so I think we all know deep down what Brett's identity crisis is that he really, he really wants to put on a fez, take off his shirt and put on a very small vest and, and live his, his best life. Yep. No nipples required. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually going to be gassed on this year for the second year in a row. Classic. <laughs> Classic. Yeah, I don't know what I'm. I'm gonna do. I, I usually have only done stuff for Halloween parties, but it, we, you know, I haven't done one in the last couple of years. So, but yeah. for trick or treating, Kaylee uh, is going to be a uh, proverbial Florida tourist shuby. Um specifically nice. one specifically one of the people that was protesting Disney closing. So that should be fun. That's cool. I like that. Yeah. So I think those are two good reasons, um, positive reasons to celebrate Halloween. Even even at, you know as Christ followers and Christians. Hey Ben, why don't we end the episode with a few Halloween impressions? Um, <laughs> all right. Like what? All right, Ben. Why don't you try um, Jack from The Shining, or whatever his name? I think his name is Jack in the movie, right? Yes. Yes. Oh, what's what's the wife's name in that movie again? Oh man, um, Danny's the kid, and uh, I can't remember the wife's name. Jack, Jack, stop it, stop it, Jack! <laughs> Don't worry, I'm not gonna hurt you. I'm just gonna bash your brains in. Stop it! Oh um, man, the most obnoxious performance in movie history. But it works. It, it works, works for the movie, but yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see, what are some other uh, classic Halloween movies? Um, all right, Ben, why don't you uh, why don't you do your best? Um, I'm trying to think of like a ghost movie. Um, Man, I can't. I'm like t- totally drawing a blank. Ben, help me out here. What's another Halloween movie? Um, there's the uh, Charlie Brown, uh, g- Great Great Pumpkin. Where I I don't know about an impression, but I just always remember that because I remember Charlie Brown has like the uh, the sheet that just has a bunch of holes in it. He accidentally made, oh, yeah. and whenever yeah. they go trick or treat, whenever they go to a house, he always gets a rock instead of candy. Oh yeah, I remember that. Not quite as classic as the Christmas special, but still. Yeah. Um, 
It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Oh man, you know what I'm realizing as I ask that question is there not there's not many like Halloween movies where there's like opportunities for real good impressions per se. Not, well, there's the uh, there's that lady's voice in uh, Poltergeist. I don't know if you want to try to do that. They're back. No, the like old lady that would like narrated some like ghost shows later on and stuff. Oh, I, I don't even know, man. Oh, man, this is bombing. You, you know what I well, anyway, this is totally unrelated to Halloween, but I watched the Goonies for the first time the other night. Have you seen the Goonies, Ben? No, I never have to my discredit. Oh, you're like me. You're like me. Anyway, there's an old, old like ladies part of like the the three villains, and she she talks like this. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, I'm gonna get your kids. It's like so <laughs> disturbing, but she's so like funny. Like it's, she's hilarious. Like this old woman just chasing around kids with her two henchmen. She's like, ah, come back here. <laughs> Anyway. Well, I mean that that that's uh, <laughs> Halloween adjacent, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, theolo- theologizers. Well, we hope you enjoyed this uh, short but sweet Halloween episode. Speaking of sweets, enjoy your candy this year and um, have a safe COVID Halloween. Um, and, uh, and make sure if you're giving candy to. Uh, to trick-or-treaters don't give them something healthy don't give them like an apple or a granola bar or any of that bs give them actual candy okay i just want to put that out there i agreed ben real quick what's your favorite candy before we roll oh yeah and don't give them don't give them bad candy all right don't be throwing some dots in there or something all right uh my favorite candy uh, it's hard to choose one, but I'm very big on Sour Patch Kids. I love Sour Patch Kids, but I think my number one like chocolatey candy is probably Reese's Pieces. Yeah, well, my favorite chocolate actually, for the first time, I had um, a white chocolate Reese's, and that was legit. Also, white ch- also white chocolate Kit Kat they have now. Those are both actually really I've had those. I've had both of those. Yeah. True. Well, all right, Theologizers, have a happy Halloween, and we will see you on the next episode of the Theo Gross Podcast. (laughs) 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 Happy Halloween. This is the Theo Gross Podcast. (laughs) Bone